everybody. Welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. We're into the quarterfinal stage of the year's first slam. And we've got some familiar names lurking in both draws. Just four matches each night now uh, for the next two nights. And then we'll really, really dwindle down later in the week. So again, only two picks today for you. But before we get to those, we did bounce back yesterday, as was hoped after an 0-3 day the day prior. While we get Danielle Collins through and we get Yannick Sinner through in straight sets, whether you back the minus one and a half sets or the minus four games if your book didn't have the set option, it covered and we are good. All right, so let's try and keep that momentum going and avoid going backwards again as we head into day seven or day nine, pardon me. But before we do that, make sure you're subscribed up to the Mail Media Network, like this video as well, drop a comment with one of the picks you may like in the quarterfinals. And of course, if you listen in audio form, daily fantasy sports picks. And bets the mix is your podcast for all of this in audio format. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe at whichever podcast app you happen to use. All right, one pick for the men, one pick for the women here for day nine. We'll begin with the men, and we're taking an over. If you've noticed at all, and you're, you're someone who watches every one of these videos, you know I don't take a ton of totals. I primarily like underdog MLs. Uh, I do like myself taking sides and spreads, but this this match to me has total overwritten all over it between Gael Mofis and Matteo Berrettini. I'm not keen to pick a side here, and I'll get into why in just a second. But the number's at over 39 and a half, at about minus 115. Depending on your book, you can get minus 115, anywhere to minus 120. And I think the over is a decent look here, because again, with a big server like Berrettini, and with a match that, you know, you'd expect to go over three sets, 40 games is not a lot to ask. I was on the verge of taking Chilich and... Ogelia seem over. Of course, that was at 40 and a half, though. If that was a full game lower, again, in this range, uh, a full game here is it is quite a big deal. So I see this match similar to that one. At least four sets, potential tie break, uh, potential, you know, seven, five sets along the way as well. If you see four sets with a uh, four-set match or more, four or five sets, and you see the match uh, having a bunch of tight sets, then I definitely think that getting anything under 40 here is a decent play. I also don't want to pick a side for one reason. Matteo Berrettini is looking pretty good right now. It looks like he's over his stomach bug issues that might have been hurting him early on in the tournament where he was dropping sets in the first few rounds. And Gael Monfils, I still don't know if I trust him as an underdog here because I, I just don't I don't trust that body to hold up with that game physical game style again in the quarters going up against the best server he's played so far. And we've seen his matches get tighter and tighter as the tournament's gone on and that step up in competition continues to to rise up. And Matteo Berrettini is a top 10 player. This is his easily his biggest test against easily the biggest server. Consequently, the reason I don't want to be on Berrettini's side is this match is going to be played at night, right? So we're going to get the, the quick courts and the quicker balls. They might, without that sunlight and the heat, which also aids in the, the quickness of the courts, this one is going to be played later on. And if it slows conditions down even a little bit, that gives a little bit of an edge to Guy and Monfils. So I want to stick with the top 10 player. I want to stick with the big server. I want to stick with the guy that's rounding into form going up against someone who we don't know if they might still have physical issues. But at the same time, I do want to take that athletic player and back him to win at least a set and keep other ones close when the conditions might be a tad slower. So I think the over is definitely the play here. I'm not so keen on a side. I think there's question marks on both sides um, in, in, in different respects. And so the over 39 and a half for me is the play. On to the women's pick. Laying five and a half games in a quarterfinal in the late stages of a slam where a lot of where every player is in at least a you know some decent form can be risky. 
But Ash Barty minus five and a half against Jesse Pagula at about minus 115. Absolutely the play for me. Why? First off, Barty is in incredible form. There's no doubting that. She has not lost a match this year. And if we want to talk about, I'm not huge on trends influencing the match at hand. But if we can take a look at the matches uh, we were referring to, maybe we can break it down and make it relevant to this one. So Ash Barty has won every single match she's played this year by at least five games. She won five. She covered the five and a half. And in the other three, she won by exactly five games. The, the three players she played against were shown by, by five games. Coco Goff, elite. Anisimova, huge serve and in great form. And then Sophia Cannon, who's on kind of a comeback tour in 2022. Also worth note, or, uh, worth uh, worthwhile of noting, I suppose, is that the two of those uh, three matches where she won by exactly five games were her first two matches of the year. In her last six, the only person to cover the spread was Anisimova, who, of course, just has the, a bigger serve than Pagula. Not to say Pagula doesn't have a good serve, but she doesn't have the serve forehand power combo of Anisimova. And she's not in the same kind of great form that Anisimova was in. So I don't think that she's the one to keep this uh, to keep things particularly close against an Ash Barty, who is in better form right now than she was at Wimbledon last year, which she ended up winning. The only concern here is a narrative-based one where she's made the second week of the Australian Open before, and this typically ends up being the stage where that hometown pressure, that home country pressure gets to her and she folds. Uh, I'm not seeing this match like last year's against Carolina Mahova as necessarily the, the prototype of player that would trouble her. Mahova with, was able to slice with her. She can slice and dice. She has a decent amount of power. She can uh, redirect the ball very well and move Barty around. Pagula is more of a power player, but she doesn't have the same power as Barty. Uh, she's, she hasn't really played someone with the slicing ability of Barty just yet. And Barty's serve is far bigger uh, than a lot of serves she's played to this point. So I'm absolutely going to take the risk and go minus five and a half games here for the favorite with Ash Barty at minus 115 and have her continue her role right into the semifinals. All right, that's it for day seven. There's also a couple other matches to watch uh, tonight. Nothing I really want to be betting on in those matchups. So we'll keep it here for now. We'll be back for day 10 and preview the other four quarterfinal matchups in that video tomorrow. Thanks for watching.